We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Believe it or not, Deke, in Superflex leagues, in two quarterback leagues, there's still such a thing as sleepers. Now, you know, sleepers, when we first started playing fantasy football, were players that nobody else had heard of that, you know, that you were in the know. But in the information age, there's no real sleepers. So what a sleeper is, just think about it's a player that's asleep and that could wake up at some point during the season. And you'd think in a super flex league, in two quarterback leagues, that all these guys are rostered, but I still remain there's, and they're so hard to acquire. I just had a, uh, someone try to get Daniel Jones for me for a pick one point, rookie 112. Obviously, I see you laughing over there, uh, and I am too. But there are still sleepers to be had in these leagues that people aren't realizing the full value. Yeah, let's call them slightly undervalued. Obviously, super flex. It is a barren wasteland at wide, at, at quarterback right now. Um, there's no more valuable position on your dynasty superflex team. If you have a quarterback that's decent, you have gold. What what do you think says uh, that the value at this point? Give me a top six, you know, quarterback. What what should I be trading him for? What what are they worth? Because you don't trade them. There's so you don't, few of them. You don't trade those guys. There's no situation. If you're a contending team, you need so just say like the ADP six quarterback is is uh, Trevor Lawrence, right, or Lamar Jackson, whoever you know that not tier one, but that's tier two, right? So if you're contending, you want that guy in your roster, and if you're rebuilding, you want to rebuild on there. When I see these guys traded, unless it's like you know an obvious smash, yes, it should always be no. There's a price for everything has a price. That's true. Everything has a price. There's a price. But, you know, or you might have a third guy. What if you have three? I have teams where I have three top 12 quarterbacks. Right. But sometimes you have three and then you have one because two guys get injured. Yeah. The the quarterback injury is crazy. And we've seen it in the last couple of years. But but yeah, I mean... it's just, I, I think, a function of the league right now. Tom Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers kind of like on the way out. There's the new crop needs to emerge. I mean, there's four, five, six quarterbacks maybe going to be starters after this draft. And who knows if any of them are getting good? Yeah. I don't want to uh, drift off too much, but you mentioned Tom Brady. Did you see the news that Tom Brady? There, it's in play that I mean, he didn't say no when he was asked if you want to play for Miami. I mean what's the percentage chance? Because you and I talked about this a few months ago. You said zero. I said about 25%. The truth probably is somewhere in between. What percentage chance does Tom Brady, listen to this, how I'm stipulating, take one snap this year in an NFL uniform? I'll give it 10%. Okay. So you should be rostering him then in Dynasty Superflex. Well, I mean, don't drop him. Right. And if you're in a startup, what, like, QB 30, QB 20. No, no, even worse. Like, you, you know, maybe it, it, one of the last picks in the draft. All right. Tom Brady on your dynasty Superflex roster or Zach Wilson? Tom Brady has a better shot of helping your team, as crazy <laughs> it is, than Zach Wilson does. Well, Zach Wilson's QB 32 or 33 by ADP. Maybe he might even be a little bit higher. It might be like 29. So then That's Brady, ridiculous. you have. Wait, how is Zach Wilson 29 by ADP? I mean, like, are you taking what? Zach Wilson or Andy Dalton? I mean, those are. Well, yeah. He, right. he might help you. He might play. Well, 
All right, so there's this, I guess being a Jets fan, there's this thought, I guess, that what if the Jets don't get Rodgers? I guess that just make it, if like the Jets don't get Rodgers and all of a sudden Zach Wilson has to be the guy again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know? I can't even accept that. Yeah, I, I can't even accept that reality. I, I don't allow it. Yeah. All now, right, so believe, believe it or not, there are some super flex sleepers, and I'm going to bring up some, you know, we're going to talk about a few of these guys. So the purpose of this podcast, if you're watching a Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast, and at this time of the year, that means you're into the startup scene, and there, if you're in quarterback trouble, meaning you've just been toggling between, you know, you thought Jameis Winston a couple years ago was going to help you, and now he's just a complete backup, and Derek Carr is your QB1, or maybe you have an elite guy like Justin Herbert, but you just don't have anything to backfill that as your QB2. So here's a couple guys that we're going to talk about, and Geek is going to give me what he thinks the viability is and how we can acquire those guys in our roster. So Geek, as draft king or your favorite sports betting odds on where the quarterbacks are going to get drafted the rookie class that is can help us shape uh what we think is going to happen in the real nfl draft and more and more geek i'm thinking that the houston texans aren't ready to take a quarterback in this year's draft in the first round they have two first round picks but the first player i want to talk about is is davis mills as a sleeper quarterback who could get nfl starts this year he could be had for almost nothing. You can give your two point eleven, your three, and get him on your roster. So, don't if if the Texans hold on, if the Texans don't take a rookie quarterback this year, he's he's the next he's the starting quarterback for for the team. I don't think so. I don't see them doing that. I figure even if they didn't take a quarterback, which to me would blow my mind, and I don't I don't agree that they're not ready to take a quarterback. I think when you're a young team, like they should and they will. But I think they'll find another way. I would not pay a late second for Davis Mills, but you're correct in the sense that there is a uh, a cockamamie scenario where he winds up being still the only guy that they have. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that cockamamie. Like if, so the betting odds now have the second overall pick to be one of the defensive players. It doesn't, it, you know, it will Levis is now have better odds than CJ Stroud to be the starter, uh, to be the second overall pick. I, I can't see Houston taking Will Levis. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, but let's say they, they take a position player pick two. The next pick they have is 12 Houston Texans. So in order to get a quarterback, either they have someone has to fall or they have to move up a couple spots. Let's say neither of those happen. I mean, Davis Mills is the week one starter. So yeah, I, mean, they, I, I think there's going to be a quarterback there at 12. I, I think it's very, very much a speculation, but I, I don't think they're going to go in. I, listen, Davis Mills, he wasn't bad his first season as a starter, but he, he almost regressed last year. Um, if they just want to tank it, though, I just don't think will he's helping your team win even if he starts. So it's the worst of backup quarterbacks. But, like, the one – you know, evil genius scheme that the Texans could be doing here. It's just like, Hey, let's tank it and, and um, get another first high pick. Right. But you understand. I mean, you understand this because you play a lot of super flex drafts. It, any starting quarterback is, is better to be in that super flex spot than who, what position player would be in that super flex spot. Now Absolutely. you could say, right. I mean, if you're going to have to put Jahan Dotson, to say in that the wide receiver on the Washington commanders in that super flex spot, because you don't have a second quarterback or Davis mills, you're going to put Davis mills in there. So again, yeah, if you talk about the guys that we like the Daniel Jones is the, uh, you know, Jordan loves these, these guys that are like quarterback 16 through 18, those guys are going to cost real draft capital, real yeah. players. But I'm talking about for this podcast, what's the actionable information. Some of these quarterbacks that may have no value, but how much value is pick 2.11 going to likely have in your starting lineup? So that's really all where I'm coming from with someone like Davis Mills. Yeah, I think I'm fine with it. I don't think he's helping your team. I would definitely not trade for him. That's much more of a – because it's too speculative. I don't want anybody to, like, go out and give up a pick um, for that guy because that pick is – you're probably throwing it away. Um but so is pick 2.11. You're probably the guy you picked there. You're probably throwing no, away anyway. No, super flex. I think that that's still an acceptable. I still like, I still like my guys at 2.11. Like I'm still like excited to make that pick. So yeah, you're excited. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can capitalize off of that excitement and get someone that's actually going to help you. So put it this way. Who is more likely to have more fantasy points in 2023? 
whoever you random pick at 2.10, 2.11 in your rookie draft this year or Davis Mills? Yeah, I would say the guy I randomly take at 2.11 or 2.12 oh, is, is more likely, unless Davis Mills, unless that scenario comes around where he, he starts. Listen, if, David, if if we're after the draft and that guy is... Well, then it's too late. It's yeah. too late. That, then you can't do it because the I guy will... I don't think it's too late. I, I See, this is... This is an argument that you and I have a lot. I don't, I don't think it's too late. I think the upside of Davis Mills, if he's starting this year, is a second. You're not getting a first for him. Right, but you don't always have to cash in pick. Sometimes you can yeah. take the points. And if, Dave, if the Houston Texans go through the draft and they do not take a quarterback and Davis Mills is the starting quarterback, you will no longer be able to get him for a late second rounder because he's starting in the NFL for the foreseeable future. And we're talking about, we're not talking about if you're flush at quarterback. If you if you have Jalen Hurts and, uh, and, and Trevor Lawrence as your two starters, sure, you're not going to do this deal. But you and I have seen this. We're in these these leagues where people are just, they, they, they loaded up on their positions in the startup drafts. They did not take a quarterback. And now they're like, oh my God, every week I'm losing because I don't have a quarterback to even start in my QB2 spot. And that is the purpose of this podcast today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to me, I think you can get him for a second after his name, the starter. All right. Well, we we shall see. Yeah, <laughs> we shall. I, see. I just think you can get him there anyway because that guy's like, ah, it's a one year thing. He's not that good, even when he does start. And if you need an emergency start, I think that's a guy you can get. I would not trade for him before. I would get. I would wait on that one. And if he was name, I, I think you get him for a second, even still as a starter. Yep. And really, it's not like wait, don't wait. Second, if you're doing a bigger trade. Just say, uh, you know, running back for a tight end or whatever your deal is, and you see that the guy has Davis Mills on his roster and you like where the deal is at. I think at this point today, uh, before the NFL draft, you can get this guy to like throw him in. That's say, my favorite way to acquire. It. So you're not really giving it, but I'll give you an example. I just did a trade like this and there was a throw in player and I didn't think about it. And then I, afterwards, I thought, wow, the psychology. I wonder if that guy really wanted that player. I'm going to tell you who it was because I think it's interesting. If you don't mind a little tangent, but like I'm doing a trade completely off topic, right? Uh, for Sammy uh, uh, Diggs, for Evans, and a little package. And the throw in was uh, Jordan Mason, the running back from the Steelers. No, uh, Jalen Warren. Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren. I think that was the name, right? Jalen Warren, the running back from the Steelers. Basically, a rookie last year that was like somebody on your roster. I was like, okay, throw him in. Didn't even think twice about it. Like, but if somebody would have approached me and maybe even tried to get get him for a pick, I'd be like, I want a third rounder for that guy, just because you know you're interested. So I want something. So, uh, yeah, he could have been like, he could have thrown Davis Mills on that, and I'd be like, all right, I'll throw him in. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Would have been yeah, like no. free. Now you bring up a good point about the uh, psychology of trades, and I have another. Since we're talking about trade hacks, and we'll get back to our our superflex sleepers in a moment, and I was thinking about this trade hack. So I learned a valuable lesson last year where somebody sent me a trade, and you know how many if you play dynasty fantasy football, you know how many garbage trade offers you get. I mean, it, it's basically a bad garage sale, right? Somebody wants the best player in the deal, and you you, you know the deal. So I someone actually sent me a trade that I liked. But it was the first offer. So being the greedy person that all of us Dynasty players are, we can't just hit accept. We have to say, hey, what else can I squeeze out of this? An extra third rounder or an extra this, an extra that. So the mistake I made on Sleeper was I hit the counter button and I added another like third or fourth rounder in. And I said, hey, just throw this fourth rounder in or third rounder in and we got a deal. The guy was a little offended because he thought that the deal he sent was fair and it was. So he just canceled and said, no, nah, I'm not interested. So by the time I got him to cycle back and mentally be there with me, I had to give him an extra pick just oh, to get no. the deal. Yeah, so that was the lesson learned. So here is the, the trade hack that I'm going to give you, Geek, is that let's say you get one of these deals where you like the trade offer. Instead of hitting the counter button, just recreate a new trade and send that trade over with the extra little sprinkle because if this person gets offended and cancels it, you still have the original offer, which you could accept. Let me tell you something. First of all, somebody getting offended by adding in the third or that and then changing Dude, their mind. You're the king of getting offended by trade, so don't even start. No, but but to not go back to your original one, no, I'm offended. I'm a, you know, get out of here. It happens all here. the time. It you know what happened? But yeah. well, I never, I never, uh, I try almost never to reject the trade. I'll be honest. So like 
I almost never reject the trade unless I'm rejecting it. Unless I know for a fact I will not do this. I don't hit the reject button. And even when I don't want the trade sometimes, lately, I've been leaving it out there because it's, it's an advantage. It's there. All of a sudden, that player tears an ACL in practice. Boom. Yeah. The other, the other piece, obviously. So, but you, you understand and can appreciate that trade hack right there. Oh yeah. About, yeah. yeah. Recreate a new trade. Totally agree with that move. Totally yeah. agree. Don't hit reject, leave it out there, especially if you were kind of going to do it, but you're trying to be jerky about asking for the extra third Sislowski style. If you're going to do that, leave it out there. So yeah, you could go back and it's always there. You smashed it. Yeah. And not it's ungentlemanly. It's ungentlemanly if if you left it there. Like if I hit accept, you can't back out of the trade. That's it. It is a done deal. There's yeah. no backing out. And another little trade. Oh, by the way, before I forget, the uh, Rotowire Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Now the big board is closed, but they're still open for league like closed league drafts before the NFL draft. Uh, they sold out the Superflex big board, unbelievable. Uh, but I just did a draft last night where. You know, it's just the twelve-team league, and you put in your five, ten bucks, whatever it is, and you can win. You know, all the money. So go over there and play that now, and uh, absolutely, they'll have another draft that opens up the day after the NFL draft is open. So thank you, Underdog. Uh, I'm Alan Soslowski of RotoWire.com, along with the Fantasy Football Geek of the DFS Army and the Sharp App, and we are talking about Superflex sleepers. Uh, two QB leagues, super flex, play, super flex players, uh, some hidden value in quarterback. The second guy I want to talk about now. We hear a lot of Trey Lance rumors, right? Trey Lance's value is is up or down depending on where you value him, and and obviously Brock Purdy, same, same situation. There's a lot of discussion that Brock Purdy would be the day one starter. So I'm just thinking about this in a different way, geek. I'm thinking that you and I see the case where Brock Purdy is not ready for this year, or certainly a significant part yeah. of it. Trey Lance does get traded because a team just desperately wants to take a shot on him. Enter Sam Darnold. They they signed him this year for a, you know, reasonable contract. San Francisco 49ers. Can you I mean, what's the under over? What would you be comfortable setting at? Sam Darnold starts in 2023. If I gave you the number of four and a half, what would you take? Yeah, I think um Listen, if if I'm betting a 50-50, listen, over under, I think Sam Wise, I think Sam Wise Darnold has a good chance of starting. I think this is a I I'm 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 over. So this is a good this is a good sleeper for Superflex. Yes. I, I really like this one. And I'm gonna paint another scenario for you because I think the I've heard the rumors of the of the trade thing and rumors where there are where there's smoke, there's fire. So I accept it. But even if Trey Lance plays, do we trust this guy not to get hurt? Like, do we trust him to play? Do we trust him not to suck to the point where they need mm-hmm. to switch it up? So there are three or four scenarios where where Darnold gets in without the trade. There's one where Trey Lance just sucks, and they're like, listen, this guy just sucks. You know, like Malik Willis style, right? Where last year, like, we just can't play him. We can't throw this guy out there. He's that bad, right? Maybe Trey Lance is that bad. We don't know. That's one. Right. Number two is that. So that's trade so what you're saying is that's the first case where yeah. Sam Darnold plays you anyway. You don't need the far fetched like what they traded him. Oh my god! You don't even need that. You could just be like, wow, okay, Brock Purdy just not ready, and Trey Lance sucks, and and the, these guys want to win their games. They're going to put the veteran in, um, you know, Baker Mayfield style. Like they're going to put the veteran in. So, uh, Darnold and Darnold. By the way, Darnold still, even though he sees the ghosts. And he's got issues. He has, he, you know, he has the physical talent to where the 49ers, the fixers of all things quarterback. Yeah. Maybe they could fix him. Take a guess without looking. Just snap call. How old is Sam Darnold? Um, I don't think he's very old. I would say 24. He is 25 years old. He'll be 26 okay. in June. But I mean, he's been in the league for six years plus. Seems like right? he's been around. Yeah, he was very yeah. young. Um, You know, again, not very good. But... He's had a few years to marinate. And he's um, flashed. He's definitely flashed fantasy football upside. Shown, yeah, and, and after he left, the, he went to very bad quarterback factories, all, the, all of his stops. So what if, what if, again, what if a team that was able to get Brock Purdy a seventh round nothing pick, ready and, and able to function in his rookie year, like as a starter, that 
Sam, you know, he's, Sam's got the mind of a of a first year confused uh, uh, rookie quarterback. Why can't least. Why can't Sam Darnold geek be this year's Geno Smith? Last <laughs> year, Geno Smith in super flex leagues was available on thirty man roster waiver wires. I picked him up in quite a few leagues once the you know because. You know, people were leaning Drew Locke. So I guess really that's the point, is that all QB1s yeah. and plenty of QB2s and sometimes QB3s on their own roster should be at least added. If you're never going to start uh, Trent Sherfield, drop that guy, add, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, Sam Darnold's not going to be available, but you get that's the point. exactly that guy, right? And and we allowed our cognitive bias saying, eh, he sucks, right? We all just had this like, nah, Geno sucks. Like it was a cognitive collective bias that no one wanted to draft him. Um, Marcus Mariota going ahead of him. Everybody, everybody. Davis Mills last year going well ahead of Geno Smith. So, yeah, Darnold could be that. I like that as a sleeper for sure. All right. So our next super flex sleeper, uh, players that quarterbacks that, you know, sleeper is someone that can come awake. Now, this guy, now Sam Howell, who I'm going to talk about next, is the next super flex sleeper where – Every time there's a news blurb that comes out, it says he's probably our starter. We'll make a decision after the NFL draft. Point is that a month and a half ago, he was a true sleeper. He's starting to wake up a little bit right now, but he goes so late in these dynasty startup drafts. And there's a chance Washington can make a move for a quarterback in the real NFL draft. I believe that Sam Darnold is worth pursuing because it uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Sam Howell, we're talking about the Washington Commanders quarterback. He was a fifth-round pick last year. That lack of draft capital stuck to him, but he was considered the QB1 overall in last year's class before the whole college season happened. So there's upside there, too. Um, Sam Howell, uh, does he qualify as a QB sleeper in oh, Superflex? Yeah. So what I love about Sam Howell, and it looks like he might get the starting role. Fine by me. That's definitely... He flashed something in that one start last year, and I'm going to tell you what it was. He ran a couple times. I believe he had five rushes, uh, maybe 35 or so rushing yards, and that's all I care about. Give me the leg. So I don't know if Sam Howell is like a running quarterback or if that was a one-game phenomenon, but for fantasy purposes – this is where like a Sam Howell's a better, better, much better risk than like a Davis Mills. Um, so Sam Howell, he did flash something that produces fantasy pr- uh, points. He a little but rushing upside. Good he, Sam Howell and Davis Mills are going to be different price points too. I mean, Sam Howell is going to be like coveted, whereas Davis Mills is basically going to be, um, you know, in the dented can. Well, bin. let me ask you this: by by coveted, do you, do you think you can get Sam Howell? For a high second round pick, like a pick, like 2.2. Well, so if you're in a super flex league, I don't think anyone now, do we agree by the way, that pick 1.12 and 2.2 are the similar tier just in general? I mean, they, in general, yes, right. but psychologically you want to selling 112. There it is. So I yeah. think you can get, so this is my point. I think you can get him for 112, but not for 2.2. And that makes no sense logically. But psychologically, I think that if you were going to try to acquire him, that's what it would take. You're giving away the biggest like psychological hack of all well, for all well, the dynasty. That's right what now. we do here. That's I mean, that's the purpose. That's we give secret. You we just, get. You're giving away my secrets. That is my the, my number one psyop in dynasty. Is that what you just said? Well, you have to remember. There's a point where we choose. Do we want to be a content creator and give no, value? I know. I'm not worried about giving away the secret. I'm joking. Um, I'm kidding. But that is the number one psyop of all of Dynasty. Well, what? State what it is. It's just that people, first round pick, as long as it's a first round pick, there's something psychological about it. So you can give 111, 112, and it's the same as 2 1 or 2 3, but 2 1 and 2 3 is, is not worth anywhere near 111, 112 because I'll give you a first for him. Oh. Okay, I'll take the first. Well, it's a late first. All right, well, that's probably what I would expect. So I love it. It's a little psyop. If you ever have the late first, you want to be selling those. Yeah, and the... The answer to that is like, look, when we take away the uh, when we we pull up the curtain on those two picks, they could be reverse in actual value. They could be the two could be worth more. I mean, right now, if you think about last year's draft, 
Rashad White, Jahan Dotson, second round picks are way more valuable in my judgment than James Cook or, you know, Sky Moore, who were yeah. late first round picks. Correct. Um, you know, there's a little luck of the draw there, but the, the well, that's my point. Super different, right? That's it's my the same thing. That's my point. Is yeah. that there the luck of the draw? But it's not that luck. It's just like, oh, that's how it turned out this time. There's not a real difference between one eleven and two two yeah. in your chances of hitting now. You could say, hey, one eleven. I got Jalen Waddle a couple years ago, and the and the two two was something that was a total disaster. Um, yes, it it happens both ways. Yeah, I, I think um, for for me, Howell is better than the this year's quarterback class. When you talk about like QB six and QB seven, who are being talked about, I, I you know what? I'm embarrassed to say the name. I think is Hooker one of the names? Yeah, Hendon Hooker. Okay, there we Tennessee, go. And, from Tennessee, and then there's a QB. There's another one behind him in the rookie that is being this guy. And the reason I listen, these guys might go in round seven and they might go in round two or one. Like you don't know, but I would rather have Sam Howell who has a, he will probably start for his team unless some crazy thing happens. That is the guy that they're going to go into. He's going to have a year. I would be, I would be actively looking to acquire him this year. And before the NFL draft, because if he's named the starter after the NFL draft, if they don't do anything, the price goes up. So I know Definitely. you always you want to see in fantasy I, football, you, you need to make it you need to do it before it actually happens. You need to anticipate the moves. And sometimes you're going to miss. I know, Geek, you like to see it before you I buy like it, it, but the price goes up and maybe that and that's not a bad thing. It just means you're going to pay more. I, I would rather pay more, but have at least the security of knowing I'm getting a season. I'd probably wait until after the draft personally, just my 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 risk tolerance, because I can't stomach getting rid of even a second, uh, uh, an early second. And then having the rug pulled. So I, I would rather yeah. even pay a little bit more. I don't think the payment is that much more is really I think the owner of Sam Howell is not giving him up for a late second. And and just to go back onto the point of it, sometimes you know Geek's philosophy is he wants to see it first yeah. before he buys. He's okay paying more. Whereas I, I'm trying to anticipate the moves are going to happen. Last year, when Daniel Jones's stock was in the toilet, I gave Najee Harris and got back Daniel Jones plus picks. Now that could have gone wrong on me, but right now I think everyone could agree in superflex leagues Daniel Jones is a much more valuable pick than Najee Harris. Um, you know, just based on all the factors that all dynasty players knows. I want to. I want to keep moving here, geek. All right, we're talking I have a about critique of that trade too, though. Good, you can. I think it. you paid the. I think you paid the Daniel Jones has emerged and looks good price. It wasn't the oh my god, I need to get rid of Daniel Jones. He sucks. Price. That's 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 my that's my critique of well, that. Well, th that's it, never going to happen. The only the only difference was Daniel Jones didn't have a contract yet. So he wasn't insulated. That's how I was able to get the deal done now that Daniel Jones has got a contract. He's guaranteed to get 2 years of starts. He's on a 4 or 5 year contract, but obviously we know that those NFL contracts are only guaranteed for 2 years. Now he's an insulated quarterback and, you know, it's whatever. I'm just it's it just highlights it's an example of the philosophies we were talking about. I'm going to throw out what I did. Uh, because Daniel, this is a good. I did you and I. So let's let's put into perspective. You and I were literally on the phone having conversations about Daniel Jones is going to break out. We need to be acquiring him before before like the word gets out. Dayball's looking good. The whole thing. So we 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 had those conversations. I was able to acquire Jones around the same time for two second rounders. Yep. That's paying the the discount price. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like there was a. It is, and and you're correct in the sense most people are going to say no to that offer, but that I did make that trade right around that time because there is paying the the bargain, the real bargain price. Whereas you're maybe paying the the other guy is is sharp enough to to see what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think it all it's all league context. Yeah, and 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 the, uh, opposition. League context and the experience of the players, and yeah. I think that a lot of people that are watching a dynasty podcast in. April are going to be definitely less than they're going to be experienced they're players. Hardcore. Yeah. That yeah. is the hardcore crew. What's so hardcore what we try to do is give actionable advice that, yeah. you know, but yeah, of course I always want to start lower. I believe I did too, but I think that's where we landed. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you take what you get, but always, I'm just saying like, I'm looking for, I'm looking for the bargain. I love the discount. So if I can get it, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And I'm, I'm more interested, you know, when I go shopping, my wife is like, you just buy anything that's on sale because you love buying things on sale. Like, that's what you like. 
And I'm like, I don't even care if I need it. I just, if I just want it because I, I feel like I got a good deal. That's right. how I feel about everything. Next, uh, super fun. And by the way, the risk with Sam Howell is that if they're not winning games, Ron Rivera is probably on the hot seat this year. If they don't make the playoffs, there's a chance that he's not going to have his job coaching anymore. So if things go south from a winning lo- win-loss perspective, Jacoby Brissett, who we all think is a competent plug and play so that's the risk the Sam Howell tool is that they have too that they have a veteran on the team and you know Jacoby Brissett's probably going to be on the scrap heap uh if he's not rostered he might what do you got to pay for Brissett I I think right now is with all the Sam Howell helium you could easily get him for you know third or fourth when you're on the clock in your rookie draft starting right after the NFL draft if you don't like the options there and you you want to give your fourth rounder you could probably do it and maybe even your fifth if you have Sam Howell and let's say either you acquire him or and, and you just need let's say your team just needs that QB two. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got a great team. I have situations like this where I have Trey Lance as my QB two. And it's like I basically have nothing. Well, that's what this podcast is for. Yeah. It's to help people find gettable quarterbacks because yeah, you can go say go buy Kirk Cousins. Good luck. You're not getting Kirk Cousins unless you're giving up real assets. No, I, I think I think this comes together. So now. Instead of that scary trade where you pick up Howell and you don't know what's going to happen, what I would do is if I'm doing the Howell deal, one way or another, I acquire him. Um, I'm just getting Brissett also. Let me go out. Let me give a fort. Let me, you know, give you, you know, who do, what was that running back? Jalen Warren, right? Let me give you something like that. Give me some, give me back some Jacoby Brissett. So at the very least, I know. All right, I co- I probably maybe wait till the draft, but I probably covered myself for an okay QB two, just to fill in on this team that's uh, otherwise elite at all these other positions. Yeah. So today we're talking about superflex uh, sleepers, players in your dynasty superflex league that it may not seem like they have any value now, but I want you to think about your Superflex QB2 similar to how you think of your running back two in redraft. Whereas you get your one stud running back, you put them in there, then you accumulate your wide receivers, and then you're cycling through these uh, RB2s. You're putting in Devin Singletary, and then you're putting in James Cook when he has an obvious matchup. And if you don't have two stars at quarterback or two every week uh, players in your Superflex League, you're going to be cycling through these guys. So that's what the the purpose of this podcast is. And we're going to take a short break for the listening audience. We come back, we're going to give you a couple QB3s on their rosters, which could get at least three starts this year. We'll be right back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. I'm Alan Sislowski of rotowire.com. You follow me at Alan Sislowski. And I'm sitting next to the fantasy football geek at FFootballGeek. You follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, founder of DFS Army and the Sharp app. And we're talking about Superflex Sleepers. All right, Geek, you and I both um, were very in on a, a acquiring Tyler Heineke when he was on the Washington Commanders. We loved his fantasy football game. Now he's sitting as as of the time of this recording as the QB two behind Desmond Ritter on the Atlanta Falcons. Right, everyone loves the Atlanta Falcons for the running, scrambling quarterbacks. Nobody really has. I mean, they're good. The Atlanta Falcons are going with Desmond Ritter as their starter, and right now, no one's even thinking about Taylor Heineke. I mean, no one's even looking about Desmond Ritter. <laughs> right. Well, he, right. Well, Ritter's. He's rostered. Obviously, he was drafted last year, and he's a player that you could, if you don't believe in him, you could trade. But right now, what we're talking about is these guys that are just so deep and buried on dynasty rosters that could get a couple starts. Do you think this qualifies? If, would you be going out and just basically giving like your fifth round rookie pick uh, for uh, for someone like Tyler, Tyler Taylor Heineke who could get one or two starts? So I think when you say, would you give your fifth round rookie pick? What the true question is, because I want to I want to really kind of get the value here is if he's on your roster right now, are you dropping him or not? No, that's kind of what it is. Right. Isn't it? Isn't isn't the fifth rounder basically somebody that you're dropping? You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's that that's the question. Like if he's on my roster, I'm I'm holding on to him. Uh, If he's if he's available on the free agency wire right now. Yeah. Why not? You know, give him a pickup. I like to have a you can if you have the space. He this is a question of how much space you have on your bench, because Heineke. Right, we're talking about these sleeper leagues, yeah. thirty person benches. If you have the space, I, I'll hold on to. I'm not. I'm not dropping him. He's right. not dropped. I, if yeah. I have him, he's still there. I, I don't think I'm actively going out to acquire him um, in any way. Even but but if I have him, maybe if I have Des Ritter, I'm 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 actively looking to acquire a backup. For Desperate, right. I'm much more interested in him as just like, all right, like where I'll hold a backup like that. And it's really probably injury, but you're right. There is a Ritter just straight sucks. So they got to bring in the backup guy. But we already know what Heineke is, and it's not that good. Like he For fantasy football, okay. it's it's very good. It's very good. It's it's fine. It's you're you're definitely starting him over the Jahan Dotson of the world or pretty much over just about any starting position Let's, player that's not named Justin Jefferson. You're starting um you're starting whatever nobody nobody has a top twenty wide receiver in their super flex spot no. unless they're desperate. Those guys are in your three wide receiver plus your flex spot. So I don't want to spend too much time on Taylor Heineke. We're just trying to identify yeah, some of these guys. I'll throw I'll throw a name out there for you because this this name I don't think this guy might start. Like, just say, don't say what, this. Just say. What the about name. Baker Mayfield? What about him? Very late. No one wants Baker Mayfield, but you know, he might be the starting quarterback on his team. We don't know. So that that's an interesting one for me. Um, an interesting name that's beyond. You know, you you're probably going to get a starter for a season, and and a guy that will continue to float around the league as you know the the utility man at the quarterback position for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Baker Mayfield. I mean, the pro, the only issue with Baker is the, these other guys that we're identifying, they have a little bit of upside. We've seen Baker, even when he's starting, the upside is limited. Uh, but absolutely, I, I, I'm on board with nobody wants Baker Mayfield. He could be had as a throw-in right now because he is named the starter. He's going to continue to accumulate value. Um, as I 
continue to like scour down the QB two rankings and meaning that the backup quarterbacks on their own team. I, I don't think P, uh, I don't think Sean Payton in Denver is going to have a lot of patience with Russell Wilson. And they actively acquired Jared Stidham, who we saw have a blow up game for the Raiders. Or do you think that Stidham qualifies as part of this conversation as a super flex sleeper? Um, I, yeah, I, I think I, I like that you acquired him. I think Stidham is somebody that you can actually maybe even pick up off of free agency. He might well, be floating around. The problem is, is that he started the last two games last year, including your championship weekend. So if he started those games in like week seven and eight, I'd say fine. He's probably under waiver, but because it was so late in the season, he was rostered. So until people start to make their cuts down, yeah. their cut downs. Now you could wait for him. He could be clipped, right? Because there's no one. That, unless, yeah, unless you're in the craziest of 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 deep leagues. Yeah, there's a reasonable chance that that guy gets dropped. I do like that pickup. Um, listen, he looked good as a starter. He looked good. Um, you know who looked bad? Russell Wilson. So so like, but but Studham looked good as a starter and they liked him a little bit in new England at one point. Um, every, everything's pointing to maybe, maybe with him. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I, I did, I did um, pick him up in any leagues that he was floating around just cause I All saw right. the talent when he played. I like situations like that. And he's somebody you'll have on your team and like, he'll float around for his career and find another starting gig next year. Yeah. Like, these guys, he, he'll be around every year. Geek. These guys are not, players we're even thinking about outside of one year we're just thinking about got you know a lot of us have these rosters we have maybe you know josh allen or justin herbert as our qb1 and we just haven't found answers so we're trying to cycle through these guys and jared he's only 26 years old so he's in his athletic prime right now and i like that the denver broncos went out and got him they were happy with him and i mean if i set the under over for starts for jared stidham on the denver broncos at two and a half would you take the over there? I mean, can you see him getting, whether it's through injury, through performance, or whatever it is, even though would, it would... I would be absolutely shocked if they benched Russell Wilson at any point next year, regardless. So I would be beyond shocked if this guy plays outside of an injury. All right, that's fair. So, but injury is possible as well. It, always possible, but that... I don't I don't make too much of a habit of rostering a lot of backup quarterbacks, but like injury is possible, but I don't see him getting the performance start unless unless Russell Wilson comes in and just like acts like an asshole. Uh, anyone in the chat right now, if you want to put in your super flex sleepers, sleeper quarterbacks that that you can help everybody out, put them in there right now, uh, post them in there, see what super flex sleepers that we haven't talked about here. A couple other players right now. I, I don't think Jordan Love qualifies because he's going to be starting. Uh, I think, as, hold, on, hold on a second. He's going to be starting for the Green Bay Packers. We presume Aaron Rodgers, I think no matter what, will not be back. I think that that's safe. Now, Jordan Love right now is valued around the QB 18 in Dynasty startup drafts. Uh, I've seen him go as high as like 15 or 16. He um he's a player that's still acquirable, but we don't know. He's a former first round pick, and there's top twelve upside with him. Uh, we love Christian Watson, the wide receiver. They're probably I mean I've seen Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie, mock there to the Green Bay Packers. If not, certainly Michael Mayer, pass catching tight end. Uh, I still believe that even though he's not a true sleeper, Jordan Love is an undervalued asset, borderlining on sleeper in, in dynasty leagues. Yeah, I, I um I think Jordan Love's a great pick here. Um, I, what what can you get him for? In other words, what's the actual cost to acquire Jordan Love? The Jordan Love owner has been holding on to him, just waiting for years. One thing that I've noted about Jordan Love, which seemed to be a misconception um, around dynasty circles, like there was this misconception about Jordan Love that he is a running quarterback or has leg upside i don't know where that comes from i i i haven't seen any of that in his college career i haven't seen any of that in his nfl career so far but jordan love did not look horrible for the few snaps that he's had um for the packers particularly last season um where what do i need to pay to acquire him says yeah i i paid um so let me ask you this before i tell you what i paid 
is who do you think is more like who's likely to get more starts this year in the NFL, Trey Lance or Jordan Love? Not fantasy football production. Who is likely to get more starts in your judgment? From a likelihood standpoint, definitely Jordan Love. Jordan Love starts the season. He okay. is the guy. All right. So that that's the so what I paid was I got Jordan Love and a and Khalil Herbert and I gave up Trey Lance. Now I know that's paying a lot. That's that's paying more than you would pay. I can already see it in your face. But it's one of those things that goes back. It harkens back to our original conversation. What's their fantasy football value going to be 18 months from now? I could look completely foolish, but this is I, why. So if you want to overpay, pay with a high upside, uncertain guy like Trey Lance, and then get you can get more for him than that. I, I love that trade. So I, oh, I'm not going to critique it. I do love to critique your trades, as you know. <laughs> I love to crap on them. But not this time. I'm 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 okay with that all day. So here's the thing. It's it's exactly the reason you just said. Sure, Trey Lance has the upside. He does. He's got the legs and the whole deal. But Jordan Love is starting this year. Trey Lance, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with Trey Lance. Listen, we just found out like a week ago that what what, what I kind of thought in the offseason is coming true that Brock Purdy not ready, probably not ready for the season, right? Probably. So not week okay. one, at least. Yeah. I will, listen, when you're a quarterback, if, it, if you're not ready for week one, when you're ready in week three, like two weeks later, you're fine. Like, no, if you don't ready, you're not ready. You're not playing. So we already we just found that out. And now, again, rumors of the 49ers looking for trades, um, Sam Darnold in there, probably, you know, a real actual competitor. So I don't know that I don't know that Trey Lance will ever start in the NFL or be a consistent starter. Um, think about the rookie uh, Richardson. It's the same deal, like where you're like, you're, there's a lot of upside there, but I don't know. Like, he could be horrible. Um, Jordan Love is starting. He's starting this year, and he's probably starting next year if he doesn't look like complete garbage. So, you know, look how much pressure. It's not just the first round pick pressure, it's the we let Rodgers go because we were so excited about this guy. This is Brett. Far this is. This is a thing where they need to let it play out. So you'll get two seasons of starter from Jordan Love unless he absolutely craps the bed. And um, you have to remember that the Green Bay Packers are probably okay trading away Aaron Rodgers because they've seen Jordan yes. Love develop over three years. I mean, now he, he may 100%. not be, yeah, he may not be great, but he also, you know, he's probably going to be at least a middling quarterback uh, when you rank them out. And I, I, believe that there's upside for a top 12 finish with him uh couple you know of things for the packers though let's say jordan love is awesome uh, he's he's great he's getting paid at the end of this year like you're gonna then have to pay him really quickly after him just even being okay yeah i mean that's fine i mean it's that was the gamble they took to, yeah. to get another se a couple seasons of mvp rogers I, I i don't disagree with what they did there i mean at some point you have to pay all right a couple of the non superflex quarterback things uh, i wanted to talk to you about geek and is calvin ridley versus christian kirk uh value wise now this i wanted to switch the the question to redraft for a second because i was i was doing a best ball yesterday and calvin ridley goes a full round and a half above christian kirk um, Calvin Ridley, 29 years old. So let's start with their redraft value, and then we'll we'll make it a dynasty question. Who do you think will have more fantasy points on the Jacksonville Jaguars this year? PPR points. Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk, if you had to pick one? Man, it's so close. The fact that one is going around and a half, I'll take the other one. But right? no, let's Every just time. say uh, cost. I yes, Ridley. Um, I, like that would be my lean, but just a little bit. And if you remember last year, that team spread the football around generously. Like there was not even Christian Kirk wasn't exclusively getting, you know, there was a, a Zay Jones over there. They spread it around. So, but I, I, you know, Calvin Ridley wasn't out for an injury. He was out for. Well, he was suspended. Family. Yeah. So like, so like he wasn't out. He's not coming off a long-term injury needs to recover or something. Um, you know, he's still fine. Well, remember that Calvin Ridley's missed two seasons now because the season before that, first of all, he wasn't playing well in the beginning of the season, and then he left for mental health reasons. So he he's basically hasn't played in two years, yeah. too. So I'm going to lean Kirk on this one. Yes, given the round and a half later of cost, but also into straight-up production, I, I think that's a miss by the fantasy market. Yeah, in Dynasty, no. it 
the dynasty market has this one correct. They have Kirk above Ridley. Ridley is one of these old guys. He's 29 years old that you can get if you go running back and other position players are earlier. Um, another dynasty question for you here. Who do you think is, because I know you haven't looked at dynasty ADP this morning, but who do you think is the more valuable dynasty running back today? Rashad White on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Damian Pierce on the Houston Texans? Which one of those is a more valuable dynasty piece? I'll tell you that I would prefer Rashad White to Pierce. What is the what does the market say? The opposite. And I'm with you. I'm with interesting. you. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, you know, we we uh I'm I'm not a big fan of the like the the late you know, the fourth and fifth round running back, like next year, like they get replaced in the draft so quickly, you know, their head is spinning. You think you got a James Robinson. And next thing you know, you got a James Robinson. Right. They turn to pumpkins quickly. And I think that that's, that's kind of the sentiment around Tyler Algier right now is that because of his fifth round draft capital, he had a good season. He, you know, people are, I've seen people say, Oh, it's great. And they didn't make a move. The Falcons didn't make a move in free agency. No, that's bad. That means they're going to make a move in the draft. Right. So no and, Dam- there. and Damian nope. Pierce had the opposite situation happen to him where he was a fourth round pick and they, they add someone like Devin Singletary. That's exactly who you want added to the backfield. So protect you, insulate you a little bit from the draft. So yeah, these two guys, um, Pierce versus Rashad white. I believe Rashad. I mean, and, how how not, separated are they in age? Not that not that separated. Okay. Yeah, not that. Separated. I would definitely take Rashad White because he's got the he's got the passing game chops. The dude was like the best pass receiving running back to come out of college in a while by some multiple metrics. I'll take that all day. That skill set keeps you in the league longer if you can make it work. The other the other little thought. Then I have a few random thoughts here, and you're the guy I love running random thoughts by. These are I'm here for it. Some of them are football related. Some of them are not, but like cl- whatever you want. Okay. How close do you think we are in the NFL to seeing a female player in the NFL? We are not close at all. Oh, really? See, I think we are close. A kicker. I was thinking, right? No, the, the, not a biological female. No, no. Biological female. You don't no, think like never a, never happen. Never. You don't think, you don't think like a kicker could be no, in the NFL? Absolutely not. She, uh, 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 she cannot generate the strength in her leg. To kick it as far as a man can kick it. I disagree. Misogynist. Sorry. Just keeping it real. Ladies, you know it's true. No, I I disagree. I think that we are in the next five to seven years, we'll see a female kick. Even just someone who can do kickoffs. Not a chance. She can't kick it as far as the man version. Let's say that she can, for example. Let's say that there's a female kicker who can kick the kickoff through the end zone. There isn't, though, and there won't be. But let's say there is. I'm giving you a hypothetical. Let's say sure. there is. No, because she can't tackle anybody. Absolutely not. This will never happen. All right. All right. If you kick it through the end zone, you don't need to tackle anybody. No, stop it. All right. Um, I was thinking about an NFL rule change. Here's another random thought, and I want your feedback on it. So All right. you remember when, um, let's say a team has the ball on like the four-yard line. They're about to score, right? And a team, the defense has a penalty. What... What's the penalty? Do you know what the penalty is? The yardage? Wait, wait, wait. So uh, team offense is on offense. They're on the four-yard line getting ready to score. And the defense commits a penalty. Let's say, you know, what's the? do you know what the actual penalty is to the defense? The defense is half the distance to the goal line. Right, exactly. So I think that's BS, right? Okay. What what should happen? Sorry, I have this one. Let me start over. Strike that. The opposite way. The the offense is on their own four yard line. Same thing, but they're not they have ninety six yards to go. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. They commit a penalty, same thing. What's the, the penalty? They, right. They move back two yards. But that shouldn't be what the penalty is. This is what I was thinking about. It should be because that it's a two yard penalty for say holding, right? Which would normally be a ten yard penalty. What they should do, Geek, is move. So say it's first and 10 from your own four-yard line. It should be, they should move the first down marker back. Oh, that's an interesting different way of looking at it. So you stay on the four-yard line, but now it's first and 20 from the four-yard line. Um, I, I It sounds, it's fair. So uh, sure. I'm, I, I thought you were going to go differently and say, you go to the one-yard line no matter what. Like you're... Right. There's no half the distance. No. It, you just go to the one, but you can't go beyond it. That, that's interesting. 
Um, the other way, I think that's super fair. I'm fine with it. I, I accept it. All right, lot. good. Yeah, so you move. You move uh, if you're inside the 10-yard line, there's no half the distance to the goal. It's you move the first down marker back. All right, so you like that one, all right? So we have the female kicker you I'm don't okay. like. No, we'll never have. By the way, I would bet all anything. This will never happen. All right, now here's another one I know you're on board with, so I just want to put it out there into the universe, and is that in our dynasty leagues, what we do is we allow the the top seed team to choose their opponent in each round of our fantasy playoffs. So in a 12-team league, two teams get a bye, but the three seed often, you know, sometimes the six seed is, is a better team. We want the three seed to choose their opponent. Do you think the real NFL should go to this format where the highest seed gets to pick their opponent in each round? Well, first of all, I do want to say that every fantasy league that you're in, Superflex, um, season long, whatever it is called, should have that format where the top seed picks their opponent. Um, as far as the NFL doing it, I'm going to say no to that uh, because there's just something to calling out your opponent that I personally would be uncomfortable doing. It's not like a fantasy team where you would, um, you why know, is un- why is uncomfortable? I, bad? I, I feel like it's like we think you suck. It's just giving your opponent motive. I don't think that gives you the edge that you'd really want. Um, the, the choosing, I think, is weird, and I'm against it. You're against, wouldn't that be the greatest TV ever? All of a sudden, the, you know, the, the play, it's over, and now we're going to have this press conference, and the and people are going to, okay, it's uh, the, one, the one seed gets their bye, but the two seed of the Bills, they have to step up to the podium, just like they do with the lottery, yeah. and they have to choose their opponent. I think this would be phenomenal like entertainment it. for the NFL. I'm out on that. I don't like it. I'm out on it. I think that the it is a fair system as we have it, but I do want to reiterate that if you're in a fantasy league, a season-long, a dynasty, that rule needs to be in place because, says, because currently, if you don't have that rule in place, the, the number three seed winds up playing the six seed, and the six seed is that generally the best team that's surging late that gets in on points. So what ends up happening is you get penalized penalized for being first the third seed and then when the six beats the third now the one seed gets that guy and you you're getting that team that was surging going into that that had the most points but didn't get the right amount of wins it is not the correct way to run your fantasy league all right very very adamant about this. We'll, we'll close with a with a quarterback since we started with quarterbacks this time next year Deshaun Watson will be ranked ADP wise quarterback fill in the blank this time next year. I'm going lower than where he is today. He's QB nine today. Yeah. I'm going to say QB 12. All right. I'm going to say QB five. Yeah. I, I would love to see it. I have a ton of exposure to Deshaun, but what I saw last year, I get it, the rust, the whole deal, but I think there might be something to the Browns that causes quarterbacks not to play well. Well, there he goes. If you're a believer in Deshaun Watson, he was a top five quarterback three years in a row before he stopped playing. So if you want to, there's a buying opportunity. My favorite trade is to take is to uh, take Deshaun Watson, sorry, to buy Deshaun Watson and get a little draft capital. So if you have, you know, one of these, if you have Justin Herbert, right, and you want to, and you believe that Deshaun Watson's on that level, you can get two first-round picks plus Deshaun Watson to get to Justin Herbert. And I don't recommend doing that for the other elite quarterbacks, but Trevor Lawrence, those would be like the cut line there. Let let me put it like this, because I am a very, very highly exposed Deshaun Watson owner. I have him everywhere, everywhere, because of the bargain basement availability the last couple seasons. You know how I like the the sales. We'll go back to, going back to something I said earlier. So I have him everywhere. You could get Deshaun Watson not... Anywhere, you don't have to pay the iron price, right? Nowhere near it from me. And I, I've been holding him for years. I would not treat him like a like a like a top six asset. Like I, I well, neither, neither is the market. Give him up. The yeah, market's treating him as QB nine. Oh, put it all right. Sean Watson or Kyler Murray for the rest of their career. Oh man, I'm still going Watson, but I'm very down on Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, everybody time. is. Everyone. Yeah, down on I hate Murray. Kyler Murray. Uh, just rest of career potential. So I'm super down on him. I would go to Sean, but that's the, the delineation point. Yeah, um, well, they're back. a lot of other, I'll take, you know what you want? I get crazy here. I'll get crazy for a second. I think I like Daniel Jones better than both those guys. Yeah. Well, his ADP is higher. So 
Well, no, it's not. You're right. It's not higher. What? You're right about, no, you're <laughs> what right about that. What's happening out there? Right. I, I'm seeing Watson going at the end of the first round uh, in ADP. I no, you're right. You're Daniel right. Jones available like round four. Round three, three round, yeah, round yeah. three. All right, everybody, that's it. Um, follow the Fantasy Football Geek at F Football Geek. Uh, go check out the Sharp app, best gambling app I believe on the market right now. You can download the Sharp app for free. Go over and check out DFS Army. Um, follow Rotowire at Rotowire on all social medias. Follow me at Alan Sislowski. If you want to check out behind Rotowire's paywall for free, all you got to do is go to rotowire.com forward slash pod that's rotowire.com forward slash pod just put in your email and the whole paywall unlocks for two days there is uh there's no credit card or anything to put in after the two days it just laps uh go check out our friends over at underdog you you've seen them on all the other podcasts they'll double your first deposit and you get six months of rotowire free just use the code over at underdog rwnfl go make some trades and let us know who your super flex sleepers are we talked about sam howell we talked about uh uh, who else did we talk about today? We talked about Jordan Love a little bit. We talked about uh, who's Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Darnold. We talked about Jared Stidham. Uh, if you want, if, go out and make some deals for these guys. They can be had after the NFL draft. It may not be as good. So make some trades. Let us know about them. If you have any questions about these players, DM us on social media. We'll see you next week with another Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.